Hello there, Neil here, your host and friend at Adrenaline Realms Thriller Channel, and I am very happy to bring you the last episode of Memory Lane. But here's the thing, actually, and this is our this is our third outing together, which is crazy. Time really flies when you're having implanted memories, am I right? Um, but there's there's two things I want to tell you. The first is a word from our sponsor. Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Right, and the second thing is, and you'll, you'll be happy to hear this, this is not the end of Memory Lane. This is the end of Memory Lane Season 1. Yes, Virginia, there will be a Season 2. So let's get right back to it. We are picking things up right where we left off with Dr. Novik in the woods, and uh, there are a bunch of twists about to hit you. So I'm Neil Helligers, and this is Memory Lane Episode 8. Look out. Alex, you have to remain calm. I'm going to take my hand off your mouth now, but please don't scream. They'll hear you. What the hell is going on? Shh, please. Now, are you okay? Am I okay? What is this? Who are you really? Why are you here? You have to trust me. I can explain everything and... Wait, hear that? Who's coming? It's my mother and Judith. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Because, Alex, Judith is extremely dangerous. Realm presents Memory Lane Season 1, Episode 8. My heart races. I'm hurriedly pressing the buttons on my stim, but for once the dopamine doesn't help. I stare at the man beside me. I should have known he was part of this, but it still feels impossible. Dr. Remy Novik looks right back at me, concern clouding his eyes. His gray eyes. The exact color of the cloudy sky peeking through the trees overhead. I've looked into those eyes before, a dozen times. In Cassie's memories, my heart drops. It was him. Dr. Novik traveled with Cassie on that road trip. Held her hand. Promised to take care of her. Of me. But how did I not see it before? 
How did I not recognize his voice during all those phone check-ins? No, this man can't be my father. He's messed with my head somehow. I feel confused, angry, terrified. The voices rise in the distance. Alex? Alex! Cassie, I need to go to her. But belatedly, I process what Dr. Novik just said. What do you mean, Judas Dangerous? This place ruined all of our lives once. I hoped you wouldn't come here, Alex. This is what I tried to warn you about back at the lake. Why should I believe you? After you spent a week tampering with our brains for your study? Not to mention lurking out here in the woods like some creep. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Look, my research, it's real. I really do study memory transference from mothers to daughters. Because I thought that one day, I could use this technology to help Cassie, to help you both. It took me so long to perfect it, even longer to find you. And I'm sorry, but Alex, I never give up. Because you're my daughter. Every muscle in my body tightens. He has no right to call me a daughter. So what? You got angry at Cassie for having me? Furious enough to scare her away. And now, you feel guilty. Is that it? Alex, no. He reaches for my hand, but I tuck it behind my back. I knew Judith from medical school. She was researching a way to alter the memories of people who suffered from PTSD. I'm the one who convinced your mother to come to Amizaj. Cassie had a rough childhood. I thought this could help her. She said she wanted to be a better mother than her own. Wanted to give you the best start possible. That's why we went on the road trip. We brought along some friends of hers because they wanted to check out Amizaj too. Trina and Peyton? Just because he knows about them doesn't mean anything. He nods. But once we got here... His expression darkens. I found out Judith was playing God, erasing some people's memories entirely, replacing their pasts with others, altering her subject's internal realities. She wasn't helping people, she was toying with them. So you abandoned my mother here? Alone? Of course not. I was forced to leave once Judith found out how much I knew. Before she threw me out, Judith wiped my memory too. I lost any knowledge of what happened at Amizaj, and most of my memories of Cassie along with it. When I woke up from the procedure, I didn't even know I was going to have a child. It took me so long to piece it all together. I, I knew something terrible had happened to me, but I had no idea what. I dedicated myself to this field, learning enough to undo some of Judith's work, but even when I started this study, even when I met Cassie again, I still wasn't completely sure. He meets my gaze. Your mother's had phases like that too, hasn't she? Where she's unsure of her own mind. I shift uncomfortably. I think of Cassie's addictions, her dark moods. Could that be because her mind was tampered with years ago? No, no. This makes no sense. Cassie told me my father was a terrible person. And from what I've seen on this trip, it seems like you're the one messing with people's minds, not Judith. He shakes his head. You think I didn't worry about the same thing? That I might have done something terrible and that's why I forgot everything? But it was Judith. She overwrote my memories and Cassie's. 
She made Cassie hate me so we'd never be tempted to find each other, compare our stories. I shift my weight. Skeptical. Awfully convenient excuse. Oh, I didn't do anything bad. Some maniac just implanted memories to make me look bad. Dr. Novik is still talking. If Judith was capable of all that 20 years ago, imagine how her work has advanced by now. It isn't safe here, for Cassie or for you, Alex. I'm frozen in place. It's not like I trust Judith, but I don't believe Dr. Novik either. Yet there's something about his steely, resolute expression that reminds me. A memory I've seen before resurfaces clearer now. Cassie is hiking through the woods. These woods, maybe. I see the same cant of light through the trees and hear the same bird calls. A hand touches Cassie's back. She turns, and there he is, Dr. Novik. Unlike in the other memories, his face is fully visible. He looks worried. I need to tell you something, Cassie. Dr. Novik checks over his shoulder, slightly out of breath. About her, Judith. It's not safe here. We need to go. Leave Judith's? What are you talking about? She gestures at the woods. She took us in. She lets us live among all this beauty for free. I finally have a home, Remy. But what about us? Me and our... Suddenly, the younger Dr. Novik whips around to peer through the trees. Someone's watching. I open my eyes again. In the distance, Alex. voices call my name. Alex. I blink hard, caught somewhere between memory and reality. Dr. Novik is watching me. You just experienced another one of your mother's memories, didn't you? I look away. I don't want to give him the satisfaction, but he presses. Can you tell me what it was? It doesn't matter. I clench my fists. <sighs> okay. I understand that you're upset, but... Can we talk about another memory? At the start of the study, you told me you saw a body on a medical table. I freeze. I do remember telling Dr. Novik about that eerie vision in my first check-in call. You said that wasn't related to anything. You said it was just some dream. Alex? In the distance, someone calls my name. We both go quiet, waiting. After a moment, Dr. Novik sighs. <sighs> Only because I didn't want to scare you, Alex. That body you saw was me. After Judith erased my memory. My recall is patchy. I was still under anesthesia. But for years, it was the only thing I could remember from that time period. Lying on an operating table in a strange room. Not a hospital. And a woman I didn't know watching over me. Cassie, I now realize. That's how I knew something had been done to me. That's why I went into this line of research, to uncover the rest of my lost time. I shiver. It would make sense, but my frustration turns to rage. If it is true, that's even worse. You knew all along what those visions meant, but you let me question my sanity? I was terrified. I thought there was something wrong with me. I'm sorry. Dr. Novik holds out his hands. Alex, I didn't know how to handle this. I was scared myself. But you're seeing what's real. 
the original memories are still in your mother's mind and they transferred cleanly to you. My procedure worked just like I hoped. You're the one who can fill in the pieces now for both your mother and me. You have the truth. I'm vibrating with fury. Why didn't you just tell me this in your office? Why make me go through this whole mess? Because you had to experience the memories organically. If I told you, they might not have surfaced at all, or might have been tainted by your own assumptions. And anyway, would you have believed me? He attempts a wry smile. I glare. You could have at least stopped us coming to Judith's. I gesture at the woods. You could have intercepted us at the cabins, or stopped us before we got to Heather Lake, even. You knew Cassie's prompt words all referred to Amizaj. Shavasana? Kingsnake? I didn't think she'd come back here. I just wanted you to remember. You used me. You put both of us at risk. Just so what? Cassie would remember you? That is so selfish. Are you saying you never took risks to learn about your past? He arches an eyebrow. I know about Colin Marks, Alex. I flinch. No, there's no way. I grit my teeth and look away. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know you hoped he had information about Cassie's past. You weren't far from the truth. Marks was at Amizage too, same time as us, with Trina and their daughter Peaches. I blink. Wait, Colin is Trina's husband? He was her husband. Colin doesn't remember Trina now, or any of us. He sighs. When I started to recover some of my memories, I tracked him down, which actually led me to you. I frown. The idea of my real father watching me connect with a man I thought was my father makes me uncomfortable. And also, does he know what happened? The accident? Bile rises in my throat. So Dr. Novick was spying on me even earlier than I realized. He tricked Cassie into joining the study and used me as a vessel for their memories. He followed us, kept the truth from us. It's deplorable. I've never felt so vulnerable. Dr. Novick inhales sharply, just as figures burst through the trees. Cassie and Judith both spot me immediately. There you are. Cassie somehow manages to look relieved and irritated at once. Why'd you run off? Only then does she notice the man beside me. Her brow furrows. Remy? What are you- Cassie, <sighs> I need you to come with us. Cassie takes a step forward, but Judith throws out her arm protectively, stopping her. This is private property. No trespassing. I know what you've done, Judith. I won't let you hurt Cassie again. My mother frowns. What are you talking about? She looks between all of us. Alex, what's going on? I shake my head. I don't know how to answer. Who to trust. But I take a step toward my mother. I need to be with her. Judith cocks her head at Dr. Novick. I'm afraid you must be confused, sir. If you need assistance, we can all go back to the house. Cut the act! We are not going anywhere with you. Can someone explain to me what the hell is happening? Cassie tries to sidestep Judith again, but the other woman moves with her, keeping her body between Cassie and Dr. Novick. It makes my heartbeat quicken. 
Why won't she let Cassie go? Dr. Novik meets my mother's gaze, his confidence melting into something like desperation. Cassie, please, trust me. We've been here at Amizaj before, together. Last time, I came with you. My mother stiffens. A weird, tight look crosses her face. Her eyes flick toward me. Is this some sort of stunt, Alex? A brief spark of annoyance flares before I realize. I don't know. I shrug, helpless. Dr. Novik says Judith erased your memories years ago. At Cassie's side, Judith snorts like it's the most ridiculous thing she's ever heard. I speak over her. He says he's been trying to help you remember the truth. He says the memories I've been seeing are your real past. At that, I notice Judith's expression darken, just for a flicker of an instant. Then she offers Cassie a tight smile. It seems this man is suffering from serious delusions. Do you know him, honey? Cassie's fingers twitch. I can tell she wants a hit off her vape. She ignores Judith, stares at me. I know you want answers, Alex, but let it go, okay? This is getting ridiculous. Please, you can't trust Judith. She's the reason we lost each other. She forced you to forget me. Oh, please, that's ridiculous. I finally figured out how you do it, Judith. Dr. Novik gives her a tense, sarcastic smile. You still use the same equipment? That generator? The generator? That weird hum. I remember how I'd felt both drawn to and wary of it. My brain tries to fight it, but the image resurfaces again. Novik lying pale and corpse-like on the operating table, Cassie watching him. This time, the memory keeps rolling. Footsteps sound behind Cassie. He won't make trouble for you now, a woman says, patting my mother's arm. Cassie looks up. It's Judith. Hello, friend. This is Neil Helligers, host of Adrenaline Realms Thriller Channel, and I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about the Greenlight app. And this message is, of course, sponsored by Greenlight, but I was using, our family was using the Greenlight app uh, even before the first ad in a wonderful, thrilling, cosmic coincidence, right? See what I did there? So again, to catch you up, Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Basically, the way it works is that parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving. And you can see exactly how much money they have in their account. And there's different ways to give them money. What we've been doing is on a, like a weekly allowance, a certain amount that goes into his account every week. So in order to further the conversation about money and about earning, uh, we're using Greenlight as a kind of a foundation for that conversation. Uh, in other words, instead of just the allowance he gets for certain base things that he's expected to do around the house, uh, we are also adding the chore feature, which is certain one-time payments for certain one-time jobs. For example, in our house, we're trying to encourage our son to start walking the dog more. He's old enough for it, he's responsible enough for it, and he's done it enough that he knows what to do. So he can really see that for all those extra times that he steps up and does the dog walk, he gets rewarded for that job well done. And this is the conversation. In life, when you work a little extra harder, you get a little extra compensation and you can either save that up or spend it how you like. And we're not alone in this. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's a very easy and very convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and for families to navigate life together. So sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash adrenaline. That's greenlight.com slash adrenaline to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash adrenaline.
slash 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 slash. So thrilling, right? As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. The woods are silent. A cold calm washes over me. There's so much I don't understand. But if that memory is as real as it felt... I take a step toward Cassie. Judith's still between us. Mom, I think we should get out of here. A lump forms in my throat. I glance at Dr. Novick. I think he's telling the truth. I think... He's my father. Relief blooms on Dr. Novick's face. But when I turn back to Cassie, her skin has gone ashen. Then you need to get away from him. Alex, your mother warned me your father was dangerous. He threatened her. Or did you make her think that? There it is again. Brief. Fleeting. A glimpse of hard steel behind Judith's gaze. Before her expression softens into something resembling pity... Oh, honey, you're confused. But for once, I'm really not. I shove my hand into my pocket, dig for the paper that I've kept folded up in there since I visited Cassie's bedroom this morning. Judith's eyes widen as I unfold it. Even from several steps away, the writing is big enough to read. None of this is real. Don't trust anyone. Why did you write this? I hold it out to Cassie. I found this in the diary you kept years ago, when you were here the first time. Judith exhales, long and slow. Then, finally, finally, she takes a step backward, so she's no longer between me and my mother. Giving up at last, I think. I move next to Cassie, hand her the paper. She holds it in trembling fingers. The page is shaking like the leaves overhead. Her eyes widen, and her bottom lip quivers. That's my handwriting. But I... Mama, why don't I remember writing this? 
cold, hard click interrupts. I turn to see Judith raising a silver gun in both hands. She aims it at Dr. Novick, her eyes hard with determination, her jaw set. Get the hell off my property, Remy. Cassie's face goes pale. You do know him. Judith ignores her. I tried to do this nicely, but I guess that's not possible. Dr. Novick raises his hands. Judith, put the gun down. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Cassie's eyes dart. So, what he said, it's true? Of course not. He's gaslighting you. He's dangerous. She's dangerous. Deep down, you know it. I'm the one who took care of you. When he abandoned you, I housed you, I fed you. Even when you were insolent and refused to follow my instructions, even when you caused trouble, I didn't make you go. You left me, Cassandra. And even now, I don't hold that against you. You showed up on my doorstep after 20 years without a word, and I took you back. Because I care about my family. Dr. Novick snorts. <laughs> More like you care about them not telling anybody how you use them like guinea pigs. Judith closes one eye. I'm giving you to the count of three to get off my property. Then I will shoot. Every cell in my body quivers. But Judith isn't looking at me. She's laser-focused on Dr. Novick. One. I take a tiny, sliding step toward her, heart racing. This isn't me. I'm not impulsive or even brave. But when I look at Cassie, at her pale face, the torn pages of her diary still shaking in her grip, I just know I can't let anyone hurt her again. She's had everything stolen. Her past memories, her present trust in her own mind. I won't let her lose anything else. Anyone else. Two. Judith sets her jaw. A few steps away from us, so does Dr. Novick. Neither notices me. Three. Judith spits, just as I leap for the gun. <laughs> Alex! My fingers strike metal and I hear a deafening blast. I land hard on the ground, face first, pain ripping through my side. Someone wails. The world spins. I open my eyes. I'm lying on the dirt, roots digging into my hip, my stomach. I hold my breath as I slide one hand down to touch it. No dampness, no blood. I'm okay just bruised from the fall. I lift my head and spot the gun lying in the dry leaves a couple of feet away. With a deep breath, I lunge for it, but another hand snatches it up first. I freeze, almost afraid to look up, but Cassie, she stares at the gun in her hand, her expression still dazed. Oh God, for the first time, I wonder how deeply under Judith's control she is. She wouldn't hurt anyone, would she? Cassie's grip tightens around the handle, just as I scramble back up to my feet at her side. Before I can reach out to take the gun myself, though, Cassie spins around and raises it. I follow her gaze to see her pointing it at Judith's chest. You almost shot my daughter! Judith raises her hands slowly. 
Cassandra, I... Get away from us! My heart skips. I've never felt prouder of my mother. But Judith spoils the moment. She glances over our shoulders, a faint smirk touching her lips. Fine. Have fun explaining that. My mother and I wheel around, and my heart sinks. Dr. Novick, my father, is lying on the grass, face down, blood streaked across his face. He's not moving. I perch on the uncomfortable waiting room chair. My head throbs. When I glance down, I grimace. I missed a spot of blood under my thumbnail. Dr. Novick's blood. I'd held a torn strip of my shirt to the wound on his head while Cassie called the ambulance. I have no idea if I did more harm than good. Beside me, Cassie has huge bags under her bloodshot eyes. But she seems more like herself again. I'm so sorry, Alex. <laughs> I nearly got you killed. I shake my head. It's my fault. I'm the one who kept pushing. Who wanted to know what happened in your past. She rakes her hand through her hair. But what did happen? I stare at a bunch of wilted flowers at the nurse's station. I want to believe my memories are true. That my father was kind and gentle and wanted me. That losing us wasn't his fault. But I can see why Cassie can't wrap her head around that. It would mean she can't trust her own mind. And who wants to believe that? Not to mention there are so many blank spots we haven't figured out. Why Cassie left the compound, for example. Did she become suspicious of Judith too? All these years, I've been afraid of your father. All I remembered was him being angry, threatening me. How? Even if that's something Judith fabricated, how can I just let him into my life? You don't have to. I squeeze her hand. Take this at your own pace. If you decide you don't want to speak to him, you don't have to. Then I sneak a peek at her. Are you okay if I get to know Dr. Novick? She presses her lips together. I want to say yes, but I really don't know. It stings, but I nod. I have to accept her feelings. Anyway, her gaze drifts down the hall to the patient rooms. What if he doesn't? Oh, I, I mean, clearly we need to call the police, but how will we explain this? In all the chaos after the gunshot, Judith fled. Cassie's right, though. We do have to report her. Judith needs to be stopped. Just thinking about her makes my blood boil. She stole years from my mother, made her hate my father, distrust herself. What would Cassie be like without Judith's manipulations? What would we be like together? We will. Once we find out he's okay, we'll all talk to the police together. We'll make them understand, okay? My mother doesn't answer. When I turn to her, I'm shocked to see she's crying. Hey, I feel a pull in my chest. What is it? Oh, 
Did I really love Remy? Tears streamed down her face. <sighs> Why don't I remember? Why did I trust Judith over him? My heart aches. All my life, I've wished my mother would self-reflect more, open up. Now that she has, it's painful to watch. Mostly because now I realize it wasn't her fault. Her agency was stolen from her, right alongside those memories. I'm not a therapist, but you told Dr. Novik you felt like Amizaj was your home. Maybe you saw Judith as the mother you'd always wanted. It's not your fault you trusted her. It's her fault she betrayed you. I think too of how Judith said, I care about my family. Maybe in some twisted way, she really did believe she was helping Cassie. Cassie looks at me with regret. I wanted to be better than my mother. And I'm afraid I was worse instead. No, my throat tightens. You've always done your best. It's true. If we've gotten nothing else from this trip, at least Cassie has owned up to her mistakes. And I've let go of expecting her to be perfect. She's human. We both are. But we love each other anyway. And who knows? Maybe Dr. Novik was right. Maybe the memories he gave me will bring Cassie peace, eventually. My phone goes off in my pocket, making me jump. I check the caller ID and frown. Unknown number. Hmm. Who is it? My mind jumps to Colin. I'll be right back. I stand, pacing down the hall before I pick up. Alex! It takes me a second to place the voice. Peyton? Have you heard from Judith? I'm worried. She came back to the house earlier after the three of you left and she looked... I, I don't know. I've never seen her like that. Wild almost. Just packing this big suitcase. My pulse skips. Do you know where she might have gone? No idea. Judith never leaves the compound. She won't even visit us at Heather Lake, though Mom invites her all the time. Her truck is gone and... I stop in front of a hospital window. Outside, light rain falls. Peyton, listen to me. Judith is dangerous. She tried to hurt me and my mother. There's a long pause on the other end. Judith wouldn't hurt a fly. There must be some mistake. She pulled a gun on us. What? In the glass of the window, my expression hardens. You and your mother should leave. Stay away from the compound for a while. I can't, Alex. You don't understand. I need my treatments. My stomach drops. You're what? Judith, she helps me. I get confused sometimes. Oh no. I think about Peyton's bright, trusting smile. The thought of her under Judith's spell makes me want to break something. Come to the hospital in town. Right now. Alex! I glance up the hall to see her standing next to a doctor. Their expressions serious. My heart skips. News about my father. On the phone, Peyton lets out a breath. I can't. Please, Peyton. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called. She hangs up before I can stop her, and I curse under my breath. I'll call her back later. For now, I hurry up the hallway toward Cassie. The moment I reach her side, she flings her arms around me. 
For a heart-stopping second, I think the worst. Until... He's all right. He's going to be okay. Beside her, the doctor smiles. Dr. Reardon, his badge reads, He'll have a nasty scar, but luckily the bullet didn't penetrate his skull. We'll need to hold him overnight for observation. But he's awake, if you'd like to visit. He points at a door nearby. I'll go. I pull back from Cassie. To my surprise, though, she takes my hand. I'm coming with you. I can only imagine what's going through her head. Re-meeting the man she once loved. Someone she's been scared to see for years. Whether he's a good person or a bad one, he's real. He's right through that door. It's a lot to take in. But Cassie just squeezes my hand. Then let's go to straighten her hair. I know. I want to. I open the door. Inside, gray light filters through the clouds outside the window, illuminating a narrow hospital bed. Dr. Novick sits up halfway, a bandage wrapped around his forehead. Oh, thank God. I move toward the bed before I can stop myself. Cassie lingers in the doorway, her expression torn between longing and fear. We were so worried, but the doctor says you're going to be okay. The bullet only grazed your head. I glance at the bandages, wincing. The memory of pressing my torn shirt fabric to his head is fresh in my brain. He bled so much. Dr. Novick glances from me to Cassie, a half-smile on his face. Yes, so they told me. It's going to be all right, Cassie says, holding his gaze, her voice surprisingly sure. We're safe now, Remy. Still, Dr. Novick's expression doesn't change. He looks from Cassie to me again. I'm so sorry. Dr. Reardon warned me about this, what with the head wound and all, but I... I don't seem to recall. Do we know each other? My heart drops into my gut. No. No. We only just got him back. I won't lose him again. I turn to my mother, who looks just as lost as I do. I'm going to find the doctor. I hurry to the door. There has to be some mistake. Maybe it's temporary amnesia. Maybe his memory will be back to normal soon. Outside the room, Dr. Reardon is nowhere to be seen. I sprint up the hallway toward the nurse's station, skidding to a halt before it and ignoring the disapproving glares from the two women seated at the desk. I need help. I struggle to catch my breath. It's my father. He... Can you page Dr. Reardon? Something's wrong. The nurses exchange a long look. Then one of them folds her hands on the desk. I'm sorry, dear. There's no Dr. Reardon working here. The words sink into my veins like ice. The women stare at me for a moment, and then one asks if I'm okay. I don't answer. I take a deep breath, rolling the possibilities around, trying to consider the other options. But I know in my heart what's happened. Judith, it has to be. Reardon, whoever he is, must be working with her. And somehow she got to Dr. Novick. 
And then, when I look at the nurses again, I begin to tremble. What's that odd expression that just passed between them? Do they know something? Why does it seem like they're watching me carefully? I can't tell if I'm being paranoid or if this is something I should really fear. I only know we need to get out of here. Soon. I drift back down the hallway, every step closer to my father's room filling me with more dread. When I get there, I pause in the doorway. Inside, Cassie sits at the foot of Dr. Novick's bed, one hand resting on his ankle. I've been where you are. I've lost time and memories too, but you helped me get them back. So now, one way or another. I must make a sound, because Cassie looks over her shoulder, spots me. I step back into the room, nodding, my jaw set hard. Now, we'll help you do the same. We'll keep you safe, Dad. Well, okay, um, tell me the truth, be honest. Did you see, I mean, there are, I, I can identify uh, three, I think, twists in that last episode. Um, I, I'm wondering if you saw any of those coming. I mean, speaking personally, I always miss the old, you know, um, I had a kid with someone and then someone came and erased our memories of each other, thereby really complicating that kid's future. I mean, those go whoosh right over my head every single time. But anyway, like I said, there is a season two of Memory Lane coming down the road, either on Realm FM or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, we're only really actually getting started in terms of all the crazy memory stuff. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, we've got a bunch of other stuff coming at you on Adrenaline. So do come back here for more mysteries, more thrills, and probably another twist or 12. I'm Neil Helligers, this is Adrenaline, and I will see you then. You've been listening to Memory Lane on Adrenaline. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Memory Lane is a Realm original production, written by Sarah Shepard and Ellen Goodlett. Produced by Rhoda Belleza and Haley Wagreich, and executive produced by Molly Barton. Performed by Emily Wu Zeller, Leanne Marie Dobbs, Chris Coolia, Elliot Schiff, Cherie Wichard, Tiana Camacho, and Kaylin West. Audio produced and directed by Amanda Rose Smith. Sound design and editing by Kaylin West. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original theme composed by Amanda Rose Smith, with digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and Max Kuttner. Music supervision by Amy Parker. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Osadolahi. Adrenaline is produced by Mary Osadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Neil Helligers. Audio editing by Angela Yee. Original theme by Marcus Begala. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Adrenaline by following Realm 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.